episode 23. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, where you can scroll back through our prior posts to see the spectacular catches that our amazing guests are hauling in. And be sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss the new catches that are right around the corner. Our handle is at Telltale Fisherman. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. Okay, welcome to the show. Today's guest is Colby. Let me make sure I'm saying this right. Is it Elsass? Elsaw, but pretty close. Elsaw. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you are coming to us from the Crystal River, Florida area, correct? That is correct. All right. That's that's one of my favorite uh, places to fish. I I don't get over there much anymore, but that's where we would always go uh, growing up to to do our saltwater fishing and uh, love that area. And looking forward to hearing you uh, tell us about it. But uh, before we jump into that, let let's have you tell us a little bit about yourself. What is it uh, that you do during the week when you'd rather be out there uh, on the water chasing after those redfish? Uh, out there fishing. Um, yeah. I I help run. Uh, my family electrical construction company. Um, we've been in business for over 62 years now. Wow. You know, we service the Tri-County area. Um, we do a lot of residential and commercial jobs, and I'm pretty much the VP of the, of the company, and I make sure that, you know, the men get to where they're going, make sure that all the material's right, and pretty much run the office so my father can pretty much just sit back and and collect some paychecks. <laughs> he he's probably not opposed to that plan, is he? No, no, he enjoys it pretty much. You know, he's getting older, um, so he just sits back and enjoys. Why I pretty much do the work that he was doing his whole life to give me the position that I am. Well, yeah, I was about to say I bet he's put in the time and the uh, effort to get it to where it's at now. So um, and and to get you, you know, trained so that you can do all of that stuff too. So. Absolutely. Yeah, he's been doing it since he was uh, 15 years old. Wow. So. Well, that's pretty cool. So, obviously, you love to hit the water uh, when when you're not there uh, running the show at work. So, just talk to us a little bit about uh, where your love of fishing came from. Did you did you grow up in that area? Did you grow up fishing? Um. Yeah. Um. I'm the third generation um, angler out of Chris River, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grand my um my grandfather uh, built the first local bait house in Chris River, Knox's Bait House. Um, I've heard of that which, one. Which has become um, Birds Underwater now, um, is what the bait house has become with an ice cream shop upstairs. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's still a landmark. Yeah. And, you know, generations from generations have been handed down to me about fishing, you know, um, since it's still my local waters, I have quite a expertise out there and a sense of adventure. So that always helps. Um, you know, one of the coolest stories of my family is that my grandfather took Babe Ruth out fishing. Um, really? uh, Yeah. Babe Ruth loved the Christopher area is actually one of his favorite hometowns to visit. Um, Hmm. and the second passion other than, uh, baseball was actually fishing. Wow. Um, I did not so my know grandfather, that. I know, and my grandfather and him became uh, quite good friends. Uh, we got pictures of my grandfather and him together. Um, they would fish quite often when he came to the Chris River area. So, I mean, it's just 
it's a cool history. So like little hometown backstories that you don't hear very often and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is neat. And uh, it, it tell tell people a little bit about that area because it it's called a river. You know, in Florida we've have a lot of quote unquote rivers, but they're just yeah. kind of uh, lagoons and things. But you actually yeah. have a river that starts at a big spring there. Can you kind of tell people about that and what the area is yeah. like? Yeah, um, the Chris River is pr- uh, pr- uh, primarily fed off um, a few main springs. You have Hunter Spring, um, the Three Sisters Springs. And of course, Kings Bay Spring. Um, all mm-hmm. are very large springs that feed directly into the ocean, um, and the water's crystal clear. I mean, we have such a vast majority of uh, crystal clear fresh water that we have one of the hugest manatee populations year round. And a lot of slow boat zones too, right? Um, actually, we we do in the bay is an area. It's all very slow. Um, but as soon as you hit the channel, you know, they do limit it to 25 miles an hour because it is a six mile run. Um, yeah. and it would take you forever to get all the way out to the Gulf. <laughs> right. Um, but the great thing is, you know, during winter time, you know, you have your tourists for the manatees and stuff that come in by the thousands. Right. Um, right. So, I mean, it's such, you know, and since we're connected to the ocean, uh, to the Gulf, um, our fishery is quite amazing in the springs itself. Um, so not even going out to, you know, in the Gulf and the shallow waters that we have, um, we get dolphin in the springs. We get, um, we can get during the winter time, we get large snook 40 inch plus in the spring. Really? We get, yeah. We get redfish. We get, we get trout even closer to where the freshwater meets the salt, um, <clears throat> that on less rainy days, you know, when you don't have so much rain, the salinity pushes in. Um, mm-hmm. that we've actually caught and seen them in the springs itself. Wow. And then, of course, you have freshwater species in there, too, right? You have bass. Yeah, we got and... largemouth bass. I mean, it's not it's not un, uncommon on a cooler, you know, fall day to go out and catch a redfish and a bass in the same location and a snook wow. right there at, you know, at the marina. Wow. That's, I mean, that's pretty that's cool. Before even, that's even before you even head out to the Gulf. Christian River is known for its crystal clear water, um, not just in the springs, but even out on the flats. Um, you know, we're known for sight fishing. Uh, we have shallow water grouper spots. You know, it's when we're out fishing, it's pretty much like fishing in a crystal clear pond. Even out in the ocean, you know, 10, 12 miles offshore, still you completely see the bottom. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, so you could take you could take your boat and in one day go from bass fishing to inshore, uh, saltwater fishing to offshore fishing, right? I mean, you've got it all right there. Yeah, um, it's not uncommon for a lot of guys to a lot of the guides too, um, guys and guides to mm-hmm. you know put their customers on redfish and snook in the morning with trout, um, hit up the rocks that are only in you know seven eight foot of water you know, and catch, you know, legal keeper grouper. I mean, I think my biggest this year so far off the rocks that we have was 30 inches, you know, and I, I caught him out of a 20 foot sea arc in, you know, seven foot of water <laughs> on a low yeah. tide. I mean, and, and land is within sight easily. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's, there's a lot of, lot of room for everybody to chase after whatever fish they like over there, isn't there? 
Oh yeah, we we have everything from snook, redfish, tarpon to triple tail cobias, grouper. We even uh, right now I've been watching a lot of the guides come back. I've been talking to them. You know, we're catching keeper hogfish right now. Really? I guess yeah. The shallowest that I've heard so far has been six feet on a low on a low tide off rocks that they were catching grunts on. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy to catch, you know, a hogfish on such shallow rocks. But, you know, we have so so much bait and such a great fishery um, that, you know, the fish are just coming in more and more. Well, when we get back, Colby is going to tell us an epic saltwater fishing story. Stay tuned. If you ever go fishing by yourself, it adds a little bit extra challenge to get the boat on and off the trailer. A boat launch cord makes launching much easier, so you can get on the water quicker and without damaging your boat. Go to tell.fish slash gear in your web browser and check out the boat launch cord that we like the best. But remember, it works a lot better if you attach it to your trailer before you back the boat in the water. All right, we are back with Colby, and um, I understand the story you've picked out for us today involves a tournament. Is that right? That is true. It's uh, the CCBA tournament. It's a uh, 48-hour ongoing tournament uh, that me and my fishing team do every year, mm-hmm. um, and we, we do we fare pretty well. I mean, it is one of the largest tournaments of the year that are in our area with over 200 boats. Wow. Um, which is quite, you know, that's one of our biggest tournaments that we do in our area and that I even enter in. Um, I mean, there's a lot of boats running out at 200, you know, I, I, I think they, they do the cap at 300 and we almost hit the cap almost every year. Every year, wow. a little bit more boats get into it. And so you say a 48-hour tournament. So are you allowed to fish during those entire 48 hours? Yep, it's a complete it's a complete 48 hours of straight fishing. You know, oh, you're man. on... Uh, yeah, on on Saturday, Saturday morning, you know, you go to the captain's meeting Friday night, mm-hmm. and come 6 a.m. that morning, you can fish until 6 p.m. The the tournament ends 6 p.m. the next the next night. Okay, so that Sunday night. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that Sunday night. Um, but you can fish up to about weigh in, which is that's where it gets funny in the story because it used to be four o'clock with a two hour ceremony. So I mean, it's, it's okay. almost a 48-hour tournament. It's a 48-hour complete runtime from beginning to end. Right, right. From the captain's meeting to to your final uh, ceremony yeah. there. So, well, tell just tell me a little bit about your strategy going into that. I mean, because uh, are are you are you and the guys all staying up every single minute of that? You know, fishing hard. Are you taking some breaks and napping? How does that work? You know, we, we try to do every year, we, we try to get better and we try to make plans of how we're going to, you know, fish the best of our abilities um, because it's such a big competition. You have your guides, you have your weekend anglers, you have your kayakers, um, and then you just have, you know, people that come up from, you know, the IFA Pro Redfish guys are coming in to fish it um, because it's one of the biggest tournaments of the year. Yeah. So, you know, we take... Every year we take a week um, and we get our, you know, we get ourselves together. We go scouting a little bit more. We go scouting a little bit harder than what we usually do Mm -hmm. um, because we're not, you know, we're just not out there. You know, any, we can go out there and catch fish all day long, but it's getting the right fish um, for the tournament because 
since it's a redfish tournament, it comes down to, you know, mere quarter of an ounce. I was going to say, explain that to people who who don't uh, fish the redfish tournaments, you know, how you know, your redfish sizes and, and what you're looking for in a tournament fish. Sure. Um, since uh, redfish are limited to a slot of 18 to 27 inches, it's pretty much who can get the biggest 27-inch redfish is what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, most fish, you know, when they're at a certain length, pretty much all weigh the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just grabbing a bunch of six-foot-tall people and hoping to find the heaviest person in the group <laughs> of the most right. average-looking of the most average looking people. You know, your standard redfish at 26 to 27 inches weighs between 7 to 9 pounds. Mm-hmm. On a, on a good, like most of the times when they come in, it's, you know, they're between seven, eight pounds is what it varies. So you're looking for that heavy, you know, if you get like a nine pound redfish, you're, you've, you've won because that is the largest, heaviest redfish that you can get at 27 inches. Right. Right. Um, and it's, and it's very rare to do so during a tournament because there's so much pressure. Um, every time you go to a spot, somebody's already been there that you that that you saw coming out of your spot or mm-hmm. as you're in the spot you see somebody else coming in um i mean our area is, is very vast but you know there is there you know like i tell people that you know oh don't give away your spots i said if you really think you have a secret spot fish a tournament <laughs> with so many boats and you'll find out that your spot isn't so secret Right, right. So, so what happened in this uh, particular tournament when you guys were going after it there? This this one uh, was uh, kind of funny. Uh, we usually our our record so far is we usually we've taken third and fourth um, almost nice. every year. It, it varies between third and fourth, which is pretty good, you know. Out of you know two hundred seventy five yeah. boats, heck yeah, uh, we're taking the top spots. And uh, this year, um, you know the the rules have been the same every year for, you know, the last, you know, six, seven years that we've done it. So we never really mentioned, you know, we never really looked at the rules. So we're fishing on the first day. Uh, we're doing really good. The first cast, we landed a slot snook, you know, so mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is, this is going really good. The first cast is yeah. a 30, 32 inch snook. Yeah. You know, well, that's a nice that has one. nothing to do with, has nothing to do with the competition, but I was like, all right, the fish are biting. That's really mm-hmm. good. The first cast is a monster. Snook, I said, all right, this is, this is going to be a good tournament this year. And, and this is all all lures, or can you use bait in this tournament? The, on this style of tournament, since it's not an IFA Pro Redfish Series tournament, it is either live or artificial bait. Okay. So, you know, uh, we use primarily um, artificial, ninety percent artificial. Mm-hmm. We don't really we don't really sit in one spot. We're moving a lot. We're going to new, you know, we're going to a lot of spots. We're following yeah. the fish. Uh, we're following the tide. We just don't sit up and just wait for that fish. Um, not that that doesn't work, because that has worked many times before for other people. Just for us, we can't just sit there and hope, yeah. hope for one redfish. No, I'm with um, you. So, so yeah. So you caught us. You caught a snook there, and things were looking promising at the start. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we were doing really good. We were. Um, you know, the fir- the first day was mostly about you know trying to get snook and snook and trout um, because the tournament not only is redfish but it's also for trout. You know, the heaviest oh, trout, okay. the, the largest trout bag limit, but the money's more of the redfish. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Gotcha. So we figured the we figured the first day the tides wasn't really the greatest. It was negative, low tides. Mm-hmm. Um, not really the best for boat to be fishing in, you know, because the waters that we fish on high tide are only about a foot. So on oh, low tide, okay. they're about they're about like two inches. Um, so we're out there, we're trout fishing. Um, we're doing really good. Um, you know, we try to we focus to that mostly, and we figured, you know, if we came across a few big reds, we'd see what they weighed out and decide if it was worth keeping them or not. Um, we came across a few lower slots, 21, 22, nothing really worth. You know, if if it's not like a twenty five and up, it's not really worth. Yeah. You know, putting in the box for later, it's not even worth a fish to be going to weigh in. Uh, so we do really good the first day. We do a lot of trout. Um, we find a lot of big trout. Um, so we keep we keep our upper slots because you can only have in the trout bag is the five largest trout, uh, with mm-hmm. one being over twenty inches. Um, what yep. the legal what the legal rule is for one person is what the, the trout bag can be for the tournament. Okay, gotcha. Um, and we we have a 24 inch trout, so we were, we were we were sitting pretty good for the trout, and that's pretty much how the day ended. Um, the next the next day, um, since we we fished until eight o'clock that night, we were really tired. You know, we've been going since six that morning. Um, we always decide to sleep during the tournament because if you're exhausted, you're not going to do any good fishing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we go in. You know, we slept from. You know, by the time we got off the boat and cleaned it up, you know, we have a house that's on the water that we use during the tournament. Um, that's the nice thing. You know, we pull up, we unload, we're right there in our beds. Uh, so we, we unload, we do that. We probably go to bed around nine, wake up. I think we get back on the water like four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, not much time to sleep, but enough to, you know, feel refreshed. Yeah. Uh, we get out there, the tide is high. We got a, we got an in, we got a nice incoming tide. Um, we start red fishing all day. We got a, a, a really big, you know, over, we, you know, we have a, a good high tide with a long falling outgoing tide, which is perfect for red fish in our area. Oh yeah. Um, so we start and, uh, we were doing good. We were found, we were finding the school of red fish, but they were like the lower slot. Um, not really what we were looking for, but we were in the red fish. Mm-hmm. Um, we were throwing everything at them, you know, we were throwing shrimp, we were trying to figure out what they wanted, and it come down to, you know, unfair lures and aqua drink spoons. You know, they were picking each other because we like to try. I like to have everybody on the boat fish with something different until we mm-hmm. find out what the fish want. Yeah. Um, kind of like, you know, you're throwing out a buffet out there, you know, trying to figure out them fish because every day they're different. You know, they'll one day they'll be eating live shrimp, and the next thing – you know, they'll be eating mud minnows and then next day they won't eat anything. Even yeah. if you hit them in the head with, even if you hit them in the head with their own natural bait, they'll just look at it and swim away. It's crazy. Yep. Um, so we're, we're getting, we're getting a lot on the, the gold spoon. Um, so we start switching the gold spoons and we start bringing in redfish after redfish. You know, as the time goes down, uh, we go to one of our, my, our good creeks where we know that a lot of big fish shit, but you got to wait for that perfect, you know, right there at the perfect level of the tide where they're in there and you can get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't really paying attention to the time because um, we felt that we had time. And, you know, we fished this corner. We we got 225s and we're like, all right, you know, this is doing pretty good. I mean, we've gotten over 20 redfish so far. Mm-hmm. Um, just none of them are tournament winners, you know. You know yeah, we got that right. tournament winner. Oh, yeah. And we come, around the, we come around the corner, my buddy Cass, instantly on. It was He hit the mangrove line. It came in, the reel just just started screaming. 
Um, <laughs> we get him, we get him in. We thought he was over slot because he was so big. Um, we got him in. I said, let's measure him. I said, oh my gosh, I mean that thing is ginormous. Uh, we put him in. He he was a pinch tail, was perfect at twenty seven inches. Like he he couldn't get no closer. Wow. Um, perfect slot fish. So I, I look at everybody. I said, I said, this is a fish that we've been waiting for all weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're really excited. You know, we still have about a forty minute run to to go to weigh in. You know, we throw all our gear in the best we can. We're not even really worried about cleaning up. We're just throwing our poles down so we can jump on plane. And I, I told everybody, I said, man, when we're running the 40 minutes, I said, then we'll worry about cleaning the boat. Yep. Um, but some told me, I said, man, I said, check the time and check when the weigh-in is because we still got a long drive and I want to make sure that we're even going to make it to weigh-in. I don't want to get there with a winded fish after weigh-in and look like a, you know, look like a dummy. <laughs> um you know, I'd rather I'd rather not show up. <laughs> yeah. So you know, we we had this big red. I looked at the rules, and this year they decided to change it to weigh-in was at three o'clock. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, and it, you, and weigh-in has been at four o'clock. And here it is. I look at the time. It's like all right, three o'clock. That's okay. It's it's like what two o'clock? And I look at the weigh-in, and it's right at three o'clock. Oh so, no! I'm like oh, and the the. And when we got back to the boathouse, you know, we have a digital scale that we check our fish. I put it on the scale, you know, it weighed out at eight pounds and, you know, six ounces, so close to a mm-hmm. nine pound red. And I look on the leaderboard, you know, just to see, you know, you know, if we did this good, somebody else did that good. Um, and the biggest red fish was seven pound, nine ounces. Oh. And I, was like, oh. I was like, man, we had the winning red fish finally like the curse is broken that we could hit that first and second spot in this tournament and all the all my buddies were just like so disappointed um but i was like you know what we had a great time we caught tons of fish i mean that's just how tournaments go sometimes and, and it just wants it, it just makes you want to get back and do it all the more doesn't it yeah you know it's, it's a learning experience you know learning experiences watch the time a little bit better um read the rules don't don't assume that's that's the number one rule. <laughs> never assume oh man so you had the the most epic tournament day ever and because of one rule change uh, one rule change man it, uh, missed it missed it by just a hair oh man. yeah missed it missed it missed it by if we could teleport we would have got it but unfortunately <laughs> my boat my boat's not that fast oh man well what a, what a great story and uh I well, I have a I have a feeling you'll be back and you will be back up in the leaderboard and that you will be back to the weigh-in spot by uh, three o'clock next year. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, well, Colby, thanks so much for coming on and sharing that story with us, man. I really appreciate it. No, oh, man, I had a had a great time. Do you have an epic fishing story to tell? We want to hear it. Go to tell.fish slash guest in your browser and sign up to become a fishing legend today. This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.